And turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Very, very familiar portion of Scripture. I've preached on it multiple times myself. I'm going, not going to preach anything new to you. I'm not going to preach anything, hopefully, long to you. And a lot of this may sound familiar to you this evening. And the Lord has just stuck me in a vein since camp meeting, Easter camp meeting. And the Lord has just stuck me in that vein and I, I, can't, I can't get out of it. So... Listen, we don't trust you that good, so don't go to battle with us. We want you to go home, and as they come home, this is what they find. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives Turn to your neighbor and say, captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. And then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. A name I can't pronounce, I ain't going to try to, but she was a Jezreelitess. And Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's stressed out. He's in distress, for the people spoke or spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the men was grieved. And every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought him thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them. And with, without fail, turn to your neighbor and say, Without fail, recover all. Recover all. Oh, let us pray tonight. 
God, we come before you this evening. We thank you for the worship in this house. I thank you for the people of God in this house tonight. And Lord, I ask that you would just speak through your word, speak through this vessel that's full of flaw and error tonight with your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray and the church says, Amen. You may be seated tonight. It says, David took the ephod and inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I'm going to preach to you real quick. Try to be real quick. I said that last week and it didn't happen. And I'm going to try this week. I'm going to preach to you on, I want it all. I want it all. We live in a world full of a lot of greedy people. And there seems like there are people that just want it all. But I will tell you that in our relationship and our walk with the Lord, through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, He has given us, not the Spirit with measure, but through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, has given us without measure the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Jesus put it this way when He went to Jerusalem in John chapter 7. He says, the Holy Spirit is going to be like rivers of living water. Not a river, rivers of living water. It shall flow out of you. I don't know about you, but the reason we have the ocean is because we have rivers. And I will tell you, it seems like you could travel every river, every ocean in this world without end. You could spend your whole life on it. I want you to know that you can live your life on the Spirit of God, on the Holy Ghost, and on His power. I want, I want you to know that first and foremost. But I, I would be remiss, and a lot of this may sound similar to what we preached in camp meeting, but I, the Lord just... Wants me. I'm just going to do what he wants me to do. It may sound repetitive, but someone needs to get it. I don't know who. Maybe all of us, maybe Jade needs to get it tonight. But I want you to understand that we are in awesome times. The news doesn't look awesome. We've had all kinds of stuff break out in the last few weeks, last few months, last few years, last few decades. But I, I want you to hear, hear me tonight. I don't know if you've been in this church for the last month, but I'm excited about what God is doing and it doesn't matter if, oh, well, that service wasn't like that one. No, no get that out of your mind. Uh, because here's the fact is I believe God's word that we can go from glory to glory to glory. I don't think revival is something we get caught up in. I believe it's something that we can choose to live in. And here, here's the fact. Uh, I'm not ignorant to, to what the enemy is trying to do in this time. I'm going to challenge you tonight. And then I'm going to encourage you. I, I, I want to leave you on a high note. Uh, but here, here, here is the fact. I am, I am not ignorant to what the enemy is trying to do. Uh, I, I, I think it's, it's fascinating. I, I've had conversations with multiple people in the last uh, few weeks. And they're saying, I'm battling this. I'm battling that. I'm battling this. I'm battling that. I, I've got this going on. And I've been hit with this out of nowhere. And I, I've been attacked with this. And my family's been hit with this. And my 
my family's been hit with that and, and my family member's going through this and my family member's going through that. I, I want you to know I'm not ignorant to the fact of what is going on because here is what, what the truth is, is when you begin to take steps to get closer in your walk with the Lord, all hell will break loose and you feel like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed by all this adversity. I, I, I should just stop. Maybe I shouldn't go to church or, or maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't pray tonight. Maybe, maybe with everything going on, I don't have time for all those things. Hear me tonight. I want you to understand in this portion of scripture, David and his men come back home and find nothing. They lost it all in a moment of time. Could you imagine leaving your home for three days and coming back and finding nothing? Nothing. It's all been taken by the enemy. I want you to know that the enemy still tries to steal, still tries to kill, and still tries to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. You know what that he's saying in that is the enemy may come to try to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you victory and victory more abundantly. I've come to give you joy and joy abundantly. I've come to give you peace and peace abundantly. I've come to give you hope and hope hope abundantly. Hear me tonight. What we see in this scripture is when they come home and everything's gone, they cry. It's hard. It's difficult. I'm not saying it's wrong to cry. I'm not saying it's not one of those moments where I'm saying now, 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 you know, the Ava falls and don't cry, don't cry. It ain't one of them moments. They're upset, Justin. The Bible says that they were grieved so much that, that they, 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 it, it seemed as they almost lost all their power. Their strength left them. But in the middle of all this commotion, what began to happen is a leader by the name of David rose up and he said, you know what? It looks bad, but I believe in my God. I believe in my God. It's very simple what I'm telling you tonight. He rose up in the middle of all this boohooing. Hear me. I, I, I understand there's a time and a season for everything. Ecclesiastes tell us, tells us that. Ecclesiastes makes that very clear. But I have found when, 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 when we are in a time where the enemy wants to tear down because Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time to tear down and there's a time to build. Here's what I want you to know. Give you some spiritual insight. When the enemy's tearing down, that should let us know what season it is or what season it is. If the enemy's tearing down, then I should do the opposite. I should begin to build. And what happened is David encouraged himself in the Lord. You want to know what that means? Is he began to build up his faith. God, I don't understand why this is happening, but here's what I know is when I was in that shepherd's field, you were there. When I was in the valley facing the giants, you were there. When Saul tried to kill me, you were there. Understand this. In the middle of all all the mess you may be going through, all the temptation you may be going through, all the battles you may be fighting in your spirit and in your mind, you've got
to stand up and say, I don't know what is going on, but here's what I do know is God's on his throne. God is not leaving. God is not moving. He's faithful yesterday. He'll be faithful today. He'll be faithful tomorrow. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to get up, build up my faith. I'm going to talk to the devil and say, you can't have, you can't have what you've got. I want it all. Hear me. Hear me. David stands up and encourages himself in the Lord. Because I tell you, listen, I'm not saying it's wrong to cry. But I am telling you, if your sorrow leads you to doubt, leads you to victimhood, it's time to get up. Listen, we live in an age where we take everything personal. And we Facebook our problems. We don't face them. Hear me tonight. I'm going to tell you the truth. We'll Facebook our problems, but we don't want to face them. We want everybody else to pray for us, but we can't stand up on our own two legs and pray for ourselves. You hear me tonight. I'm not saying it's wrong to get prayer. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. But I'm saying there is a time when you've got to stand up on your own two feet and say, you know what? You know what? Lord, I'm not dependent on anybody else to get me out of the mess I'm in. Pastor Jade's not going to preach me happy. Pastor Ronnie's not going to preach me out of this. The choir's not going to sing me out of this. But God, I'm standing up right now and I speak your name over the situation. I'm telling Telling you, sometimes you just gotta stand up and say, "Enough is enough." I'm not living this way. I'm not gonna cry about it. I'm not gonna boohoo about it. I'm not gonna throw a pity party about it. But I'm gonna get up, encourage myself in the Lord, and I'm gonna move on. Hear me, David wasn't done. He encouraged himself in the Lord, but he wasn't done. He goes to the priest. He says, give me the ephod. If you don't know what an ephod is, this is not an ephod. Similar to this, it was a garment that they would put on. The priest would put on. It wasn't a garment for a king. It was a garment for a priest. He put it on. It's when the priest would make intercession. They would put it on. He says, listen, Abimathar, Give me the ephod. I'm going to make intercession. Because I, listen, he's, he's surrounded by everybody crying. They want to kill him. They're so mad. They want to kill him. They're so mad. Listen, I, 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 we live in a world where, where if something bad happens, we just want to blame somebody. They, something bad happened and they just wanted to blame David. David's sitting here and he's like, man, they want to kill me. But the Bible says he encouraged himself in, his, in the Lord and the Lord his God and he went and got the ephod. Went and got it, surrounded by this boohooing. And I tell you what, Lord began to deal with me on something I was telling Brother Elijah last night. He's the Lord spoke to me driving in my work truck. He said, In in, in the Christian world, we have a lot of people coping, but not conquering. We have a lot of people just saying, it's just gonna be this way. That's coping. It's coping. It's just, that's how it is. I'm going to be depressed the rest of my life. 
I'm just going to deal with anxiety the rest of my life. I'm just going to, I'm going to deal with it for the rest of my life. I, listen, I know I'm not, I'm not saying that everything's beautiful and roses. David was not in a beautiful situation. And everybody around him is just, it's over. I tell you this, if someone broke in my home and got my babies, oh, daddy's grabbing a shotgun. He's taking the plug out so I have all five bullets because I don't want two or three. I'm going hunting because I want to find my, my, I want to find my wife. I want to find my children. I don't want to kill nobody. I just want to scare them to death. Okay, understand. I'm going. I'm fighting. And these men are just sitting around. It's over. They're gone. Listen to me, young ladies. Can I just throw a little plug in there? You better have a man that'll fight for you. If you're single, young ladies, listen to me. You better have a man that'll fight for you. Not someone that'll just say, well, marriage is going down. Okay. You better find somebody to go fight for you because David said, you know what? The Lord's got this. The Lord's got me. Give me the ephod. I'm going in. I'm making intercession. And he goes in. He puts the garment around him. And he begins to ask the Lord, God, if I go and do this, will you go with me? Will you be with me? Will you give me the victory? Will you give me my family back? Will you give me my children back? Will you give me my wives back? Will you give me my people? Will you give me back what the Lord is, what, what the enemy has tried to take from me, Lord? Will, will you give it to me? God, will you go with me? God speaks to him and he says, you know what? To pursue because not only am I going to give you back your family, but you will recover it all. What God was telling him is I want you to have it all. I want you to have it all. You say, okay, what are you, what are you getting at? What, what are you getting at, preacher? What I'm telling you is I know that there are battles, there are situations that you may face in life, but hear me tonight. You do not have to live the rest of your life absent of what the enemy has stolen from you. Is it your children's soul? Guess what? You don't have to live the rest of your life with them absent from you, from what God has. You don't have to live your life absent Absent of joy, absent of peace, absent of hope, absent of his spirit. You don't have to live a downtrodden victimhood life. I want you to know Jesus laying his life down on the cross. He was not a victim. He said, you can't take my life. I'm giving it. Why? Because there's victory coming. There's victory coming. There's victory coming. He said, I want my children. Hear me. I want my children. Children to have it all. Do you understand God loves you so much that he wants to spoil you? You say, oh, now he's getting into prosperity. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying by him going to the cross, rising from the dead, that there are things spiritually. I ain't talking about your money. I ain't talking about things. I believe God can bless those things. Don't get me wrong. But we look at things so, so physically, so Americanized. Oh, well, they talk about blessing us money. I want you to know I'd rather you be broke and full of the Holy Ghost than you 
you be rich uh, living like this world, uh, thinking you're saved, uh, thinking that you're on your way to heaven. Uh, I'd rather you be broke uh, and have joy uh, and have peace uh, and have hope. Uh, hear me tonight. Uh, what God did uh, by sending his son Jesus uh, and Jesus going to the cross, uh, rising from the dead uh, and sending his spirit. Uh, this is what Paul said. Uh, he said, I understand this uh, because we have experienced uh, a spirit of adoption uh, whereby we can cry, Abba, Father. Uh, and if children then, uh, then consider us heirs, uh, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Uh, I want you to know uh, Jesus entered into glory. Uh, Jesus is in heaven right now. Uh, Jesus is sitting on the throne. Uh, and you know by what he did for you, uh, he said, you're an heir of this too. Uh, you get heaven. Uh, you get streets of gold. Uh, you get gates of pearl. Uh, you get glory. Uh, you get power. Uh, you get anointing. Uh, you get a crown. Uh, you get a robe. Uh, hear me tonight. Uh, you do not have to live the way you are living. Uh, you do not have to live uh, beneath where you are. Uh, understand this. Uh, David realized who he was uh, in the God that he served. Uh, and he said, God, uh, do you want me to go get it? Uh, God said, son, uh, go and get it. Uh, I want you to have it all. And he goes, he pursues Wanted to kill him. Doesn't say this in the text, but he got him motivated somehow because they all left with him. I don't know what it looked like, Sister Mary, but he must have stood up and said, Do you want him back? Do you want it back? Because God just told me we can have it all. Do you want him back? Listen, do you want the joy? Do you want the peace? Do you want the Spirit of God to move in your life once again? Do you want, do you, do you, listen, understand this. What David was doing is, is by praying and encouraging self in, his, in, in the Lord. What he was doing in his spiritual life is he was preparing his life for the blessings of God. Pastors preached it multiple times. Preparation precedes blessing. If you want the blessing of God to rain down in this house service after service, you want Him to rain down in your workplace, at your school, wherever you may find yourself, uh, it comes through preparation. What's preparation? Time alone with God. David got away from everybody and he said, listen, uh, I just need to hear from you, Jesus. I just need to hear from you. And because he had a spiritual breakthrough, uh, the things in the natural realm begin to change. Understand. Understand what I'm telling you. We, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I've been quoting that for weeks. Why? Because it's so important that you understand with the wickedness going on in our world, we cannot fight carnally. But when we have breakthrough in the spiritual realm, what begins to happen is a shift begins to take place in the natural realm. Jesus broke through when he went to the cross and he rose from the grave. It was a spiritual thing. Oh, but I want you to know in the physical on the day of Pentecost, uh, things begin to change. Uh, hear me. Uh, when Elijah prayed uh, on the Mount Carmel, uh, he began to intercede. Uh, that's a spiritual thing. Uh, oh, but in the natural fire fell from heaven uh, and consumed the altar. Uh, David went into his place of prayer uh, and he had a breakthrough. Uh, and God said, I want you to have it all. Uh, I want you to recover it all. Uh, and because he had a spiritual breakthrough uh, in his life, uh, the 
circumstances in his natural life, his physical life began to change. But hear me. What this portion of scripture really teaches me is we have a choice. We have a choice. 600 men bald and squalled and did nothing. But one man, one man got a promise from God. He said, God told me I'm God can have it all. Hear me again. I, I don't want to, I'm not saying monetary thing. That, that, may be a, that, that may be how God blesses you. That's great. But I want you to know this. God wants you to have all that his spirit has to offer. Those fruits of the spirit, he wants you to have them all. Those gifts of the spirit, he wants you to have them. The gift of the spirit, he wants you to have it. He wants you to have it all. Sherry, could you play something for me? Thank you. So with that being said, it's a decision. I heard a preacher say it like this, victory is a choice. Because the fact of the matter is Jesus already has the victory won. Bidge Clendenin said it like this, great man of God. He said, your job's not to win the victory. The victory's been won. Your job is to enforce the victory that Jesus won on Calvary in your life. Because David had the promise, but he still had to fight the battle. Children of Israel had the promise, but they still had to fight. Jesus has won the victory, but you're going to have to fight. I was telling our young people Sunday in Sunday school. What it really means when we say that we overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. Begin to tell them how the blood of Jesus has washed us clean. If we've accepted Christ, what he's done and who he is, he washes us clean. There's power in that. But that's not all the verse says. They overcame him, the adversary, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I began to tell the young people, so many of you would consider yourselves very shy. Some of them shaking their head, yeah, very shy. But let me just be really honest with you. There's power in opening up your mouth. I said, some of you may pray silently. I understand. I believe that's a, that's a, hey, that, that's a thing. I said, but I will tell you in my walk with the Lord, some of the most powerful encounters I've ever had is when I began to open up my mouth and declare what God has done in my life. Because here's the fact. Overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, word of the testimony, I began to explain to them what the psalmist said, that we enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into His courts with praise. You understand what that is? That's a testimony. Anybody ever heard the old saints testify? We testified here. It was, I thank God and I praise God. 
what the psalmist was saying a thousand years before John the Revelator ever wrote what he wrote in Revelation chapter 12. A thousand years before, David had it figured out. The psalmist had it figured out. I enter in by my testimony. David encouraged himself in the Lord, interceded, he got the promise. And God delivered it all. But here's the fun fact about the God that you serve. He gives it back to you, not just all, but pressed down, shaken together, and running over because they got things that weren't theirs. If you read this chapter, they didn't just get their wives and children's back. They got cattle that wasn't theirs back. They got livestock that wasn't theirs back. Because again, what did Jesus say? I've come to give you life life more abundantly. What did David say in Psalm 23? He said, even when you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies, you've anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. It's not just he gives you all, he gives you abundant. Because our God is the God of exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. David asked for his family back. But God said, you can have it all. You can have it all. Stand with me tonight. No, it's not profound. It's not revelatory. You've probably heard it. But as I preached in camp meeting, some of us just need to get our keys out say devil no more because understand I, again I understand that the, the enemy when, when the Lord begins to move the enemy's going to try to come in like a flood but what does Isaiah say the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard you, you can say to me tonight Pastor Jay you have no idea what I'm going through listen there's there's some <laughs> New devils, I'm fighting. Understand. But I also understand the fact that if there's new devils, there's greater anointing. As I said last week, I'll say it again. There is a constant stirring in my heart. My study time with the Lord, I'm not getting a ton of notes. He's just giving me a verse. He's giving me a scripture. And it's just rolling around all, all day long, rolling in my spirit. And I believe I'm not the only one. Church, I want you to have it all. Everything that God has promised for you, I want you to have it all.
And I may not know everybody's situation, and it's probably good I don't. And I'm not a Facebook prophet. I don't read your Facebook and then come prophesy to you. I, I don't do that. I, I'm not on there hardly that much. Hear me. There's people in this house, elders in this house, men and women of God in this house. You can just feel when something's going on. You know, it's that sense of there's God, there's something. And you have that intercession instinct. Oh, I need to pray for so-and-so. I need to pray for so-and-so. It's a real thing. And I'll tell you, that's what I've been sensing. And I think every morning, God has given me someone different to text and say, I'm praying for you. And oftentimes I think we think, oh, well, oh, that's so nice. But I want you to know, that doesn't mean I'm just saying, oh, God, be with them. I'm going to war for you. There's men and women of God in this house that do the same thing. I'll go to war with you. But as a pastor of this house, I believe Pastor Ron and Sister Debbie and Sierra would agree with me wholeheartedly. I don't want to see you on the sidelines of this fight. 600 didn't understand that they could inherit it all back. But one man said, I'm going to God. The devil may come after me, but I'm going to God. And I will tell you, take authority. What does that look like? For me, Elijah knows, Jaden knows what it looks like. TJ knows what it looks like. Jade just starts pacing, wearing the carpet out. I pick a row and I just burn it up. You say, but I, I don't know how to pray. I just pray the word of God when I don't know. Well, I don't know what to pray. I, I don't know all them scriptures. Then you better be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You better start reading them scriptures because the Spirit will make intercession with you, for you. And His Word does not return void. So you better be declaring one thing or the other. But we've got to go to war because there's souls to inherit. I want them all. We heard testimonies about little Dan last week. I want them all. I don't want just little Dan. I want all his friends. I don't want just Connorsville High School. I want them all. Give me Everton. Give me Fayette Central. Give me the grade schoolers. I don't care. I want them all. So you have a decision to make. If your answer, and I pray it is, Pastor Jade, I want it all. I want you to come to these altars. And I want you to intercede. And I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice over the music. I want to hear your voice over mine. I want, I, I need, I, listen, I, I know it's different and, and you, may, you may not feel comfortable with it. That, that's fine. I, I can't force you to do anything. But I'm telling you, we're in a pivotal moment in not only this church, but in this community, in this nation, in the time we're in. And I, I need some people that will go to war. David didn't have anybody and that was all right. He just did it anyway. But I'm telling you, I want some more. 120 turned the world upside down. Why, why can't this church? I want some more.
because I want it all. If you want it all, come. Come. Pray. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Everybody, Pastor Ron coming to you again. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that the word was a blessing to you. And today, before we say goodbye, I just want to encourage you. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in the Lord, that this would be a time that you would do so. I'd also say to you, if you're going through a very difficult or trying season, know this, God is faithful. He loves you. We love you. And we just say to you today, that he is still able to do exceedingly abundantly what we could ever ask or think. So I speak blessings over you and your family. Thank you for joining us today.